This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. So as we bring in Will Brinson, senior NFL writer, CBSSports.com, is it possible that Dallas is great? Yeah, it's totally possible. Um, you know, I think one of the things that, I mean, for me, what we saw, we talked about this last week, Adam, um, you know, with the Cowboys 40 nothing win over the Giants week one, we didn't learn anything about the offense. Well, right. as you and I were texting last night, they went out and played the Jets. And the Jets have a really good defense, as we know, and they hung 30 on them. And, like, Dak Prescott didn't, you know, I mean, I don't know if you'd say he looked like an MVP or anything like that, no. but he certainly looked good. Um, Mike McCarthy calling the plays for, you know, first real time we got to see him calling the plays. We saw uh, something similar to what we saw in Green Bay, which is targets really condensing on, you know, one particular alpha receiver, C.D. Lamb, one of my favorite guys. And then Tony Pollard, 25 carries. Yeah. You know, everybody sort of wondered if he could be a workhorse. Well, if he's a workhorse, but if he's a bell cow back, and C.D. Lamb's going to be that guy, and Dak's going to play well in the system, and he, and he credited it afterwards, um, or at least at some point this week, uh, Mike McCarthy focusing on footwork. You know, we, we have, I mean, you, yeah, I'm not a big, I'm not a huge Mike McCarthy guy. I may have like, I mean, he's on my like, like list of dudes who I consider to be like Flamingo Jabronis, right? Whatever the heck you want to believe that is. Just, right. But like, he, um, you know, he's just one of those guys. And um, I, I think that like, along with Brandon Staley currently right now. And, but I think that like Mike McCarthy, you know, he does have a history of success calling plays and winning a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. Dak Prescott is a really good quarterback. And maybe more importantly, that defense just might be elite. Yes. I think it's, there's five guys with 10 or more uh, double-digit sack games in their first three seasons of their career. It's um, Richard Dent, Hall of Famer. Uh, uh, Dwight Freeney had 10. Michael Parsons had 10, and he's only two games into his third year. Yeah. Alden Smith is on that list. He was a freak. And then, of course, Reggie White had 16. <laughs> so, like, I mean, Michael Parsons is – Michael Parsons is – Watching those, you go back and watch Michael Parsons yesterday. Holy yep. crap! Yep, I mean, he is an animal. So yes, I think there's a chance that Dallas is really, really good. I think if not for San Francisco, Dallas probably looks like the best team in the NFC right now. Yeah, again, um, I want to give I I think it's proper to give Dallas the credit for what happened last night. Uh, and it's funny because everybody was waiting to pounce on Zach Wilson, and he certainly wasn't good. Uh, he missed some easy throws early, especially on the Jets. I think it was the Jets' second drive that would have helped them pick up a first down. Um, he made some good plays too. I think I, you know, I don't. It wasn't all Zach Wilson's fault, uh, but I really thought the Jets defensively were kind of poor last night. Not uh, poor for them, maybe, but I thought they were just kind of poor. Um, you, you know, um, I, I, I'm trying to think exactly where I saw it. I think it was. I saw it reported somewhere, and I'm trying. I'm trying I, can't, I can't remember who it is, so I can't type. So I apologize. But it's it was like basically like um, every single person in the Jets locker room, like the week after, like Nathaniel Hackett, even the week after. You know, they, they won on Monday night, and everyone's thrilled, everyone's pumped, and then reality set in. Yeah, and it was like, oh my God, Aaron Rodgers is done for the year, and the, apparently the vibe around the Jets just all week long was just sort of like. Oh. <laughs> You know, and, and you're going to Dallas. You're playing a team that's got really good on both sides of the ball. And yeah. I think there was probably going to be a natural letdown from that insane Monday night game. And now, and people are wondering, like, what do we do at quarterback now? Like, do we trade for Kirk Cousins? Do we, you know, go oh, gosh. Ryan? What, right. I mean, I think, I think, I think you take it as, look, this is a, 
a very weird, un, 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 non-preferred blessing in disguise. Let's just see if there's any chance that Zach will, like we want to have pick up Zach Wilson's fifth year option, play out the string, and if you get a, no, they're not going to do that. They're not going to pick up Zach Wilson's fifth year option. Um, look, probably not. Zach's not the reason they lost the game. And I, I texted this to you this to you last night. And I want to move on to another game, so we'll we'll finish Dallas and the Jets on this. In a way, I think Aaron Rodgers' injury becomes a blessing for the Jets because their offensive line is terrible, and it would not have allowed they can't they cannot pass protect. It would not have allowed them to really be as good as they could have been with Rodgers at quarterback, and we saw it. He was under Rogers was under pressure two of the first four snaps. The second so he, he got he got hit on all three of the, the, right. the drop back. So yeah. it, I, in a way, it's a blessing because it's going to hit them in a in the face that we need to be much better on the offensive line. And Dallas is the Dallas just exposed all of their problems. Let me move on to the uh, to the next game. Will Brinson, senior NFL writer, CBSSports.com. I've been waiting for this joke. I get that it might have been the worst coaching job in NFL history last year done by Nathaniel Hackett as the head coach of the Denver Broncos. But I don't believe he lost his first two games at home to two teams that are probably not going to miss make the playoffs, Sean Payton. Thoughts? Uh Nathaniel Hackett was a uh, one and one, I believe, after two games. Yeah. Uh, Sean, Sean Payton now zero and two after um, you know you lose the Raiders at home and then you lose to the Commanders for holding an eighteen nothing lead. Uh, Russell Wilson averaged nineteen point three yards per pass attempt in the first half. Uh, did not do that in the second. Half. Look, I thought here. I, I mean, zero and two is not good. What's interesting about the AFC now, though, because the Chargers are zero and two. And the Jets are one and one, and don't you know, like. I mean, I think nobody's expecting no. the Jets to be this like playoff team, right? Um, no, they'll win five, five or six games, right? But but what I'm saying is like, so with the Chargers slow start, and then like you really have like the Bills are one and one, the Chiefs are one and one. You know, you have um, some surprises at, at two and zero. Oh, but if you look at the AFC, it's like, oh, interesting. Now this, we we thought someone was going to get squeezed out because there were too many teams that were really good. The Bengals are zero and two, right? Yeah. Um, all of a sudden, and then Steelers and the Browns play tonight in a game that's huge for the playoff determination, even this early. All of a sudden, there's like a spot that's seventh seed that is like kind of open in the AFC because of this Rodgers injury, because of the you know because of the Chargers starting out zero and two, um, because the Bengals are zero and two. It's like things have, things have kind of opened up a little bit in the AFC where even if you're if you're one of those zero and two teams, the Bengals, the Chargers, the, the Broncos, you know you can still pull it together. And I say that because I thought Russ looked really good in the first half. Yeah, and he looked like old Russell Wilson now. He didn't look like that for the rest of the game. Uh, you know, he was average-ish at best. Yes. And but I but I think if that first half is an indication of what Sean Payton can get from Russ, then that's really really intriguing. Now, on the other hand, the defense was was good last week against the Raiders, but we, we don't I don't know that we think the Raiders are good. No. And they gave up they gave up 30, 37 points to the command to Sam Howell. So <laughs> hey, don't be, don't be knocking Sam Howell. Hey, Terry McLaurin had a bit had a big Howell. game. Uh, Brian Robinson had a big game running the ball. Uh, look, I I don't think the Commandos are all that good, uh, but 
I think, I'm, just, I'm just saying, like, we might be looking at like one of those. Remember, the, remember when the Saints went seven and nine three straight years, and Drew Brees was breaking every passing record, and the yeah. defense wasn't that good. Like, maybe that's uh, maybe the defense isn't that good for Denver, and mm-hmm. the offense is going to be if, like if the offense is good, if Russ is good, and you win seven games. Like I think you can sort of start saying like, okay, this is a this is all right if if this is going to be Russ moving forward. I don't want to say I'm rooting against Sean Payton, but I'm rooting against Sean Payton. Bill Brinson is joining us here uh, on the Adam Gold Show. You didn't mention the Ravens, who are two and zero after a road win in Cincinnati. Is that more about Baltimore being really good or the Bengals slow out of the gate again? Uh, way more, I think, way more about the Bengals slot of the gate. They're 0-2 for the fourth time in the last five years. Um, no, no, give credit to Baltimore because they didn't look great against Houston last week, right. but they took care of business easily against an inferior opponent. Um, Houston's real bad. They didn't look particularly great, I didn't think. I mean, they looked good at times. They're struggling to sort of get this offense going. Uh, Jay Flowers looks awesome. Yes, he does. Uh, you know, he's, he's fantastic. Mark Andrews came back and looked pretty good. So, like, I, I think this is one of those cases where a lot of times people underestimate the importance of stacking wins. Like, for instance, mm-hmm. the Chargers and Broncos doing the opposite, not stacking <laughs> wins. They're stacking L's. The Ravens have found a way, just have won two games in fairly easy fashion. Like, it wasn't like they didn't need like something crazy to happen at the end. I mean, they took care of business against the Bengals and, and the Texans. You're 2-0, and you're starting to sort of like the first four weeks of the season, particularly now in 2023 when we have the shortened preseason and no one plays your players, really. Like, the first four weeks of the season are, are a lot about, like, kind of figuring out who you are and determining your identity. And I think you're, like, this is a really good sign for the Ra- if you if you're a Ravens backer or a Ravens fan, that this team could start to find their offensive identity in a couple of weeks. And they've been a little banged up, too, and, and, and just start to get cooking. I mean, I think um, the Ravens should be the prohibitive favorite to win the um, AFC North. Although, the, if the Browns look incredible in defense again tonight, then maybe all that's out the window. Uh, I love uh, – I have – uh, Ravens to uh, win the Super Bowl plus uh, plus fifteen hundred fictitiously. Who, um, who, do you, who do you have them? Who do you have them playing? Sam Fran. I was going to say, if it's the Eagles, you could have been the first all-bird Super Bowl. Oh, look at that. I didn't realize. Uh, so let's get to San Francisco. Flamingo all-bird Super Bowl? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> so let's get to that game. The, the Rams might be really good, right? So uh, I have no idea if the Rams are or not. The win in Seattle... Uh, maybe we maybe it looks even better after Seattle goes to Detroit and wins, and we'll get to that if we have time as well. Uh, but man, Brock Purdy is obviously good, and right now they seem to be fully operational offensively. Christian McCaffrey is a weapon that we all thought we would see year in and year out for the Panthers, and now he is in a system that is going to put him uh, really in just a highlight reel. He had a, a long, a, then a long touchdown. We had a long touchdown run in week one. He had a nice touchdown run in week two. Um, they've got everything going in that, in that fifty-one yard run as well. Yeah, he looks. He is the. He is. If Kyle Shanahan, if you if you give Kyle, Kyle Shanahan the ability to like create a human being in a lab <laughs> and like find, and create the perfect football player for his his offensive system, it would right. be Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> it would be. Uh, it, it would, it would, I think I think so. The 49ers have now won nine straight games, nine straight nine times, uh, nine straight regular season games against the Rams. Uh, they lost that obviously that conference championship game. Yep. They only lost they have to the Rams in that stretch. And to me, this is about two things. One, well, I said three things. One, that that streak and how Kyle Shanahan just kind of owned Sean McVay in the regular season for a while now. Two, the 49ers 
Brock Purdy has answered the question and, and like and like dismissed the concerns we might have had because they have an incredible roster. We just weren't sure about the quarterback, and he looks he looks really good. He looks like he's picking up where he left off. This is probably this could you could argue this is the best team in football. The Rams thing is more interesting to me because I think they look like a playoff team yeah. even with that loss. Mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford has been awesome this year. Yeah. He's making some. I mean, he has some picks that you know you don't want to see. One one wasn't his fault. One was pretty bad. But he's making he's making throws that we saw in that Super Bowl run they had. They don't have Cooper Cup. Puka Nakua had twenty five targets yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's insane. And um, Kieran Williams running the ball really well. Cam Akers has got some stuff going on. Uh, Aaron Donald was a huge factor yesterday, but he he week one he was incredible. I I think the Rams are going to be in the mix of the NFC the entire all season long. I agree, and that win in Seattle and in, uh, in week one is going to loom large as we get later and later in the season. Well, Brinson is here. Let me ask this question. This is a hot take question. Uh, I don't, and certainly in week two, I don't think there's a, a right or wrong answer here. Is Tua Tagovailoa the best quarterback in the AFC East? Adam Gold here with my man, Coach Pete Deruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. Are most of your clients hands-on or they just give you their money and let it work for them? About 90% give the money and then we meet every year to, and go through status reports, sure. have a financial pit stop, making sure everything's fine. It is like a puzzle, Adam, but for the next 10 of you, we'll solve your own retirement puzzle at no cost or obligation. Call and claim your comprehensive review with Coach Pete and the team, 888-843-0013, or text ADAM to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. Tua Tagovailoa is currently the MVP favorite, <laughs> and by virtue of being a pretty perfect quarterback for a uh, Kyle Shanahan slash Mike McDaniel yep. style system, um, where like the, the, the two things they've done, we we uh, we got a new producer on the podcast, Harry. He's a Dolphins fan. We talked about this with him a little bit last night. Uh, Pick six podcast. Subscribe where you get your podcast. <laughs> the they got they got the ball out. So Mike McDaniel kind of knew what Bill Belichick was going to do last night. And that was play three high, not let them throw downfield to Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle, and force them to one run the ball and two. So like he, so Mike McDaniel's adjustment was let's run the football with Raheem Mostert, and then two, let's get the ball out of Tua's hands real, real fast. Mm-hmm. And he is Tua is very good at decision making. He's very good at ball placement. Um, you know his biggest concerns are you know maybe if you wanted to worry about arm streak downfield or the health thing like that's the biggest yeah. issue. When you get the ball out that fast, he was sacked for the first time all season last night. Mm-hmm. Like, if if they if, if they protect their offensive line is playing well too. If they protect like this, and he gets the ball out, and this offense is this is like he, and he plays seventeen games, he's going to be in the MVP conversation. And I mean, I'm taking Josh Allen all day over Tua, but man, Tua Tua is playing some really good football right now. Yeah, the the uh, the difference between Tua and Allen is that Tua doesn't do stupid things, and Josh Josh Allen loves to do stupid. Uh, of course, he didn't sure. against the Raiders, so good for Josh Allen and the Bills, who are now 1-1. One one. Uh, but Miami looks like, and Mike McDaniel, who I think most of us just kind of laughed at when the Dolphins hired him, Mike McDaniel looks like he can orchestrate, right? Like, he, yeah. he knows, in in a lot of ways, very similar, which makes sense, to Kyle Shanahan, where he knows how to kind of uh, design an offensive attack against what you do defensively. Shanahan does that. Sean McVay does that. 
uh, all of that is uh, well, is. Well, it, there's a um, Tim Hasselbeck did a good job on Scott uh, Pelt's uh, Sports Center last night breaking it down. There's three plays where they sort of disguised Tyree Hill at the line of scrimmage, like he like they had him like lined up under like right. underneath like, the, like basically the, the offensive line, and they ran him on this like sort of a half looping motion, and it, and it was like one play was a quick throw to Tyreek. The next one was designed on like a, a tunnel screen to Jalen Waddle, and then the third one was it was all like kind of like to move the ball, of course one, but then two to set up that touchdown throw to Tyree Kill when he was matched up against Kyle Duggar. All right, final thing, we got about uh, sixty seconds here on this. I know it's just week two, but I think this is a big deal for the Panthers tonight. Um, yeah, there's a lot of reasons why you can't lose this game, and not the least of which is that everybody in the division would be two and zero, oh, and you would be zero and two. Yeah, I mean, I think that you can – there are different ways you can approach the Panthers' season. Um, and if they go 0-2, but Bryce Young looks good, but then still makes some mistakes, I, I think you can be optimistic coming out of this game for a number of reasons. You can also be very pessimistic coming out of this game if Carolina just gets you – know, the, the Saints gave up just 15 points to the Titans in week one. Um, I, I mean, the Panthers need to show something on offense. They need to protect Bryce Young. He needs to not make the mistakes. He needs to not get baited into multiple interceptions on the same throw uh, like he did uh, last week. I think I think that's you – Carol, the, the offense has to show up this week pretty in a pretty big way. I I think it does, and I think they need to – pre- Derek, Derek Hart stinks up time. The Panthers should win this game. <laughs> I hope so. I hope the Panthers win this game. They are home underdogs to the fighting Derek Carrs. Will Brinson, Pick 6 Podcast, super friend – CBSSports.com senior NFL writer. I will talk to you later, my friend. I appreciate your time. So good. Happy belated birthday to Carr and Newman, a pair of true Flamingo Jabronis. <laughs> All right. Uh, happy belated birthdays. Did you know that your unused medications could end up in the wrong hands? It's important to keep your medication secure in a locked location, such as a locking box or locking cabinet. When it's time to dispose of them, safety and properly dispose of old, expired, or unused meds by using an at-home disposal product or a medication disposal box in your community. Don't miss out on medication take-back events happening near you. Don't let anyone take what's yours. Lock your meds. Be aware. Don't share. Learn more at lockyourmeds.org nc.